The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. It's the first edition of our Canucks weekly power rankings. And guess what? Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes, neither of them is number one. Find out who's number one. Are you going to listen to us? Because you're listening to two idiots here on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to your two favorite idiots talking about the Canucks here on Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, co-host of Locked On Canucks, and also a Canucks writer over at Daily Hive, Vancouver. I got to let you know today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. And before we dive into the episode, I gotta say we thank you for tuning into Locked On Canucks. It's your team every day. Make sure you go subscribe or follow for free hey. on YouTube or wherever you listen hey, to podcasts. Hey, hey, now. I know two two idiots right here. It's uh, the Canucks weekly power rankings. Yeah, we're almost two weeks into the season. Doesn't matter. This is a segment I want to start running on a weekly basis, and that season started midweek. So we're going to kick it off this week. The Canucks weekly power rankings, where we rank the five most impactful Canucks of the week. We can change for this episode. Uh, also, going to do a little Abbotsford Canucks report because things are happening. Things are happening down at the farm. Shout out to Abbotsford. Okay, shout out to Restaurant Sixty Two. Also got to shout out my co-host, Kyle oh. Bowen. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, Trevor Beggs, man, are you a lawyer? You looking you looking fresh, but like fresh from the 90s, early 2000s, doing your thing, man. Or were you in a meeting to to purchase an A&W so you could, you know, eat those mama burgers all you want, man? I heard that you love your burgers with extra tomatoes. Extra tomatoes, no other veggies, no other condiments, just t- tomato, patty, and bun that is that is nuts i will say what you heard is a lie uh Mm. tomatoes are the least important vegetable on a burger like from lettuce pickles tomatoes and onions i'm cutting tomatoes first and foremost i throw banana peppers on there before tomatoes cucumber on there before tomatoes banana peppers on your burgers man like how much you making bro i don't know i guess i guess the reddit post is wrong about your tomato and uh burger fascination anyways another episode of locked on canucks over here on this Tuesday, this rainy Tuesday, it feels like uh, feels like it's gonna snow next week. Straight up, straight up. It, <laughs> it does. also seems like it also seems like the perfect time uh, for sixteen games tonight on the NHL Whoa, schedule. What? One of those games is Nashville and Vancouver. Uh, the end of the road trip here. I mean, let's hope the boys are bringing home strong. You know, we don't need a performance like we had in Philadelphia where the team just falls asleep. I think it would be big for this team to win the final game of the road trip, be over 500 on the road trip. I mean, how often have we said in Vancouver, the bars, you know, get to 500 on the road trip. Let's, you know, toss that bar aside and let's have a better record than 500 um, and the road trip strong. But, you know, the Canucks, again, three and two to start the season. And a lot of it is on the backs of their best players, which is which you'll see here in the Canucks weekly power rankings. And I want to start with number one, because I don't think it's necessarily a bold take. But it might uh, raise some eyebrows that neither Elias Pettersson or Quinn Hughes comes number one overall on uh, the first edition of the Canucks Weekly Power Rankings. Because Elias Pettersson right now, five points in 10 games. 
Uh, he's fourth in NHL scoring right now. Quinn Hughes looking like an early favorite, not just a contender, but an early favorite for the Norris, okay? You got to go check that out on our latest episode where we pumped up Quinn Hughes because this guy deserves it, you know? He might not be as handsome as Erica Branson, so, you know, he has to work harder for the respect. But, uh, man, oh, man, is he getting it early on, man? Quinn Hughes, what an absolute beauty. Dude, I think NHL Quinn Hughes is a 9 out of 10. Season. I think Quinn Hughes is a 9 out of 10, 9 out of 10 okay? Nobody's perfect. You can't be a dime, you know? He's, not, he's, a, he's a 9 out of 10. Got to show love so, for uh, Quinn Hughes. He's a 43 out of 10 in my eyes, hey. man. Not even 11 out of 10. You know, this guy deserves all the love. But I'm going to give one Canuck more love than Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes, and that's Thatcher Demko, okay? Man. So as good as Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes have been early on, I'm giving Thatcher Demko the number one spot on the Canucks' weekly power rankings because you know, this guy put forth two really impressive performances on the road uh, against Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. I mean, that Philadelphia game, I know Philadelphia, you know, they, they won a few games to start the season. I drawn Tortorella teams always seem to start off strong. It was the same in Vancouver when he was the coach here. But that game probably should have been, you know, 6-1, 7-1 for the Flyers. I mean, Thatcher Demko made save after save after save. The guy was just electric. And in that Tampa Bay game, too, I think the team really fell asleep for about 25 minutes after Tyler Myers gave the team a 2-1 lead. And then the Canucks don't come up with a victory in that game. Thatcher Demko's numbers look so-so. But I don't think the numbers really told the story. I think Thatcher Demko, again, gave his team a chance to win on a night where they were the second-best team on the ice. And then going back to the first game of the season as well, he stops 21 of 22 shots while he's sick, so sick that he pukes in his mask in the third period. I mean, there's been a lot of good performances from Canucks stars so far, but I think Thatcher Demko so far deserves the number one spot on our Canucks weekly power rankings. And if you talk about the impact that he's brought us already this season and the impact that he continues to have to have for this team. If we want games to matter, it's it's definitely number one on the pedestal because it's clear that this team is still figuring stuff out five on five. It's still figuring things out in the defensive zone. And I mean, for some people may think it's impossible for this team to get out of those messes. It's roster organization, all that stuff. There's no way to fix it now. But I think if you have a guy like Demko and he allows – uh, you know, he allows his team to garner some patience based on his performances, based on him keeping his team into games or deep into games while having, you know, the top-end talent score some goals and win some games. All in all, just make it easier for the Canucks to inevitably find some momentum, get some confidence, and maybe those two things will allow this version of the Canucks to fix up those issues that I brought up, you know? Like, again, five-on-five, five, they've been a bit of a mess offensively and really defensively, and uh, I think it's a system thing. I also think it's uh, like a confidence thing, too, and Thatcher Demko makes it, again, a lot easier for this team to find its confidence early on in the season. We talk about the good start. We also talk about making the playoffs. Uh, all these things can, you know, go right for the Canucks, but it's it's all it all starts from the confidence, the swagger, and getting off to a good start. I feel, feel as if it's on the shoulders of, yeah, Casey DeSmith, but definitely Thatcher Demko. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Casey Smith, again, he deserves some praise, too, because, you know, his 9.938 save percentage is actually better than Demko's, and he's 2-0 right now in his starts, and he was pretty key in that Panthers victory as well, you know, even though he led in a couple third-period goals. I know the shots were like 17-2 to two at one point, so, um, you know, I, and just to give Demko a bit more love here before we move on, uh, you know, the Canucks right now, and this is for DeSmith and Demko, as a tandem, at even strength, the Canucks have the fourth-best High danger save percentage in the NHL <laughs> uh, behind the Arizona Coyotes, the Montreal Canadiens, oh. and the Columbus Blue Jackets, just like everybody predicted. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, real <laughs> talk, though. Top. Real talk, though. You probably predicted that, though. 
You know what I'm saying? Like we wanted the team yeah, to get better, but I feel as if there was yeah. there was a party that that was always like based on the preseason too. Like, oh, okay, the Canucks are still going to be really crap at defense and going to allow a lot of scoring chances early on, at least because again in the preseason they were kind of showing us that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I definitely wouldn't have predicted Arizona, Montreal, and Columbus being one, two, three in terms of high danger save percentage, but it's also early in the season. Okay. No, but, but I, the, I think, think the save fluke, percentage. It's not a fluke right now. I think the save percentage also was like jolted high because of how much they're giving up, you know? And like giving their goalies yeah. an opportunity to shine in that stat category. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's not surprising that, again, the Canucks are just allowing all these chances. Um, also not surprising that we're praising Thatcher Demko so much, even though he's only played three or two, like, you know, eight periods of hockey here. But he's our yeah. best Canuck of the season. Yeah, well, and here's one more point to hammer at home. So right now, again, five games in, the Canucks have given up the most high-danger Corsi attempts against per 60. <laughs> what the, the most high-danger shot attempts against per 60 at even strength. That's a bad stat. You're a nerd. And it kind of leads to my number two. Nerd. <laughs> kind of leads to my number two. And my number two in the Canucks weekly power rankings is Quinn Hughes. And I mean, Ooh. it's a very similar story to last season. You know, the Canucks with Quinn Hughes on the ice were a, I wouldn't say a dominant team, but we're a good team, you know, plus 20 goal differential. Without him on the ice, even strength, the Canucks were one of the worst teams in the league. They're basically your Anaheim or your Columbus. Mm -hmm. This season is not much different. Quinn Hughes is one of the only players uh, with a positive shot attempt differential in the season. You know, when he's on the ice, he's driving play. Despite facing the team's best competition, the Canucks are driving play with Quinn Hughes on the ice. And um, again, playing with Phil Peronik, I, I'm not in love with it. And part of it is because without Quinn Hughes and Peronik on the ice, the Canucks are still a disaster defensively. Mm -hmm. um, but Quinn Hughes is doing his thing, man. He's doing his thing. He's shooting more. Uh, he's making lots of nifty plays in the defensive zone, breaking up passes. He's got a goal. He's got, you know, a point. He's a point per game right now. You know, Quinn Hughes has just been his dominant self um, so far in the early going here. He has. And uh, we spent a lot of time talking about Quinn Hughes over the last couple of days. So go check out those episodes that we just dropped. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to take what you just said and reply with the question, okay? And it kind of stems from what I've been talking about. Do you think I'm delusional when I say Demko? And a guy like Hughes, you know, in the defensive zone, making saves and just, you know, getting the puck out cleanly. Do you think, again, having those two will this team to find confidence so they can fix those issues is a dumb thing to say? Like, am I just, is the easier thing to say? Like, no, they're not going to fix their issues, but these guys are just going to will them in the playoffs. They're not going to be fixed. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, do you think confidence can help this team find structure? I mean, I, I certainly hope so, mm -hmm. um, but I, I think it's got to be beyond confidence a bit. I, mm -hmm. I do think it's going to get to a point with these Canucks where, you know, Hughes and Hironik on the top pairing just isn't going to work anymore. Like, it's great that they look like, you know, mm -hmm. one of the best pairings in hockey, but it's just not sustainable. You can't you can't have, like, they're, the Canucks are going to the Nationals game tonight, uh, and we're all happy that Tyler Myers has been shoved down the depth chart, and deservedly so. But now you have Mark Freeman, <laughs> who was, you know, waiver wire fodder a week ago. And now he's playing in your Canucks top four. Like, it's it's a messy situation. And, and really, the easiest way to rectify it is to split up Hughes and Hronik. Like, Hughes can prop up his own guy, pair Hronik with Cole. Is it kind of your shutdown pairing? I don't know, man. Pairing. I don't yeah, know, bro. But, I, I, think, I think you are right. But I think the other end of the spectrum is way more powerful and way more important because this team needs to win now. And it's it's like we could spread the wealth out and – Play, play even like that, but I think early on, we're just going to have to lean on our top-end guys only to get dubs, and again, I've been, I must say for the fifth time in the last three episodes, I really think we're going to see a 27 to 28-minute game right here for Quinn Hughes, like really soon here. 
because he's going to want it, man. He wants to be accountable, and I, I like what you have him ranked here too because, you know, being the captain for the Vancouver Canucks, dream job, obviously, but it ain't easy, and it's also not easy to take that responsibility and still improve as an individual. Like, it's he's handling a lot, and he's handling it with ease, and it's going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll table it for another episode this week, the whole Hughes and Heronic situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to get to number three on this list before break. And number three is Elias Pettersson. And to me, it almost seems crazy to put Pettersson at three. Uh, but it speaks to how good, you know, the Canucks trifecta of Demko, Petey, and Hughes have all been in the early going. You know, Pettersson, like everyone in Philadelphia, did not have his best game. But Pettersson has had four multi-point games in five games so far. You know, he puts up four points in the first game. And then he has two points uh, in Edmonton. And then he has two, you know, two points against Tampa, two points against Florida. So this guy... He's, he's doing his thing, man. He's d- doing it offensively. He's still playing penalty kill. Uh, he's still playing um, against some of the team's best players, although JT Moore's really handled that matchup. Uh, but Patterson, again, looks like he's dominant itself early on and, and looks like one of the best players in the NHL. So, again, it's crazy that I, that I think, rightly so, uh, so far that he's been the third best player on his own team. I wonder what happened in Philadelphia. Like, Do you think they overdosed on Philly cheesesteaks? I don't know, man. Possible, man. Is the liquor cheap? I, I, I don't think anything's well. Yeah, these guys make a lot of money, man. Come on. Come yeah, on. so maybe they just went hard, man. Philadelphia, yo, you know what? I'm putting the pieces together. Okay, the Eagles are playing well. The Phillies are obviously, you know, doing their thing. A uh, big game tonight. Maybe Philly was popping off when they got there, and they just enjoyed a night and was like, you know what? We're playing the we're playing the Flyers, man. We could be hungover and perform here. It happens, yo. And I'm I'm not even complaining because I hope something like that did happen because you know we're comrades, right? Camaraderie. Get it up. Build it up. Uh, you need nights out. It is what it is. Uh, Patterson, number three on this power ranking system. Yeah, man, I think he's there because of Demko and Hughes, obviously, but also there because we're kind of getting used to Patterson just being this good, maybe like underappreciating him because I'm sure if uh, – and you're the nerd here. If you like really dug deep into the fancy stats, he's probably like <laughs> one of the top three, top five players in the league right now, and we have him as number three on uh, on the, like, are we rich here? Are we spoiled? We love in life. We we three and two. We talking like we done it. I love it, man. Positivity, baby. Positivity. <laughs> we're doing it, man. Hey, I like it, Begsy. We're, we're doing it. We haven't done it yet, but we are doing it, man. Hey. And that's on a good, the other side here, we'll, put that on we'll, a shirt. We'll round out. <laughs> hey, there you go. We'll also remember that uh, you know we're we're maybe drunk on uh, optimism, but hope is dope. Okay, hope is dope. Just hope is dope. That. Hope is dope, especially when it involves your Vancouver Canucks. On the other side, we'll wrap up the Canucks Weekly Power Rankings with number four and five on the list. I think you could probably guess who they are, but here who we got uh, at number four and five on the other side. Before we do that, let me tell you, have you ever been stressed out of buying tickets at the last minute? Because I'm a big last minute deals guy, and I found that the best place for killer deals at the last minute is game time. Game time, you know, they got my back. I get these emails from Nicole at game time, and she's always teasing me conscious and events this week in my area not only are those weekly emails a tease but game time also offers me flash deals on last minute tickets what's even better than that is that they have a lowest price guarantee along with event protection cancellation now i have no choice but to get off my skinny hairy rear end and check on a local show on a friday night so make sure you stay the tickets without the stress with game time Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. 
And guess what? A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Phil DiGiuseppe could score 50 goals. Maybe, 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 maybe. The Canucks. You know, the Canucks, they could win the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is my number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. You know, Elias Pettersson, he's had four multi-point games in five games so far. You know, if you know the, the line's at 1.5 points for Pedersen today against the Nashville Predators, I'd probably be smashing the over because this guy, he is on one to start the season. You know, if you want to win 100 times a bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Canucks fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Okay, okay, you're back on another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name Kyle Bowen. More importantly, that is Trevor Beggs. And more importantly, uh, this is the show where we give you your Canucks every day, man. Three and two energy, bro. Three and two energy. It feels, it feels powerful, man, to be over 500 after five games. I'm feeling good, man. Like it might be raining what? outside, but I'm hard. Like I mean, I, I mean, like Woo. I'm happy, not hard. I'm, wow. I'm ha- whoa, 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 whoa. Bagsy, take it away. All right, well, Kyle, Kyle is now done with his talk. We'll uh, continue on with the Canucks weekly power rankings here. Uh, number four on the list is a guy who honestly is probably smashed above expectations so far, and that's JT Miller. Uh, JT Miller centering your second line. I think he has taken that talk about, uh, you know, not being as good at center and being better on the wing. And he's, you know, people have said it. He's taken that and shoved it up their rear ends. This guy has looked apart. Uh, of a two-way second-line shutdown center so far, and one that can produce offense. Say as that well. again, yo. Say that again. Say that again. Just say it again. <laughs> say it. Say it out loud. Say it with- those pundits. Those pundits who have said that JT Miller is better on the wing than at center. JT Miller has taken that statement and he shoved it up their rear ends. Okay. Um, again, family program here, but that's why I use the term rear ends. Okay. Okay. That's, okay, uh, okay. That should be all right. Um, again, JT Miller so far, he's looked great on a line with Phil Giuseppe and Brock Besser. Uh, it's all just click so far for these guys. They're playing big minutes. Uh, Miller's averaging over 20 minutes per game. He's looked good on the penalty kill. He's winning faceoffs. He's doing his thing, shutting down the opposition. I mean, there's a lot to like with uh, what JT Miller's offered so far. Um, and again, for playing those big minutes and, and facing the, the other team's best players, the guy's been on the ice for four goals, four and two goals a game so far. Uh, so I honestly, I, I've really been impressed from what, with uh, what I've seen from JT Miller so far. I thought this guy wasn't a leader, but here he is with the responsibility of you know, making sure a guy like Phil DiGiuseppe is playing good. Like, obviously, a lot of the the celebration around uh, PDG, you know, should be credited towards him. But, again, just having Miller with him and not complaining about it and just, just you know, incur- you get what I'm saying, bro? That, that's, a, that's a huge responsibility, and he's doing it off well. That second line has been the best line for this team, five-on-five. Five. Actually, the only consistent part, five-on-five, five, outside of Heronic and Hughes. It's just the truth. And JT Miller is just a big part of it, showing a lot of leadership, showing a lot of intensity. I actually feel proud of JT Miller. 
And that's mainly because uh, we've been, oh, I've been a big JT Miller fan for a while. But, you know, uh, what, what's the term? Pumping his tires? Look, this guy turned 30 years old. I turned 30 years old. I got a soft spot. A lot of soft things happening in my life when you turn 30, if you know what I'm saying, right? I'm scared of a couple of things. Anyways, I'm not scared of JT Miller continuing this, again, level of intensity and this pace, even with the points. I think he's going to show a lot of us here that he has gotten better defensively, whether that be because of, you know, the reading, you know, hitting the textbook, uh, just listening to the coach. Maybe the, t- the relationship with Tockett is really well. Or just because, you know, he's just, again, I think he his intensity – in another way, has me looking at him as a guy that's going to will this team into the playoffs. So you have, like, individual players here who just want to win, man, and now they got to get it together as a team, and it's a lot easier when you have your top-end guys doing whatever it takes. And if you look at the way JT Miller's been playing, you can he's not perfect. By, by no means is he not perfect, but the level of effort has definitely elevated and has stayed consistent through the five games. If you look at the game against Philadelphia, who was our only good player? It was probably JT Miller. So yeah. even through the, the down stretches, I feel as if he's he's just doing doing the most, making sure that he's not taking any shifts off. And again, using the term again, he's gonna weld this team into something and in, in a position to again strike to get a get a playoff spot. And it's it's exciting. Yeah, I find it interesting that you have a soft spot for JT Miller. I mean, you were you were hard like eight minutes ago, man. I'm just wondering what happened in there. But, no, no, uh, no, it wasn't hard. I was happy, bro. Just like, dude, like, oh, when okay, you're 30 okay. years My old, bad. when you're 30 years old, you, you start you think about the soft and the hard things in your life, you know, just more and more. It's on mm. the mind because, you know, somewhere down the road, something may happen, right? Rhymes with mm. erectile yeah. misfunction. <laughs> something like that. Something like that. I don't think there's any uh, correct uh, misfunction going on with number five on our list, and that is Brock Besser. Brock Besser at number five on the Canucks weekly power ranking. So, again, it's Demko, Hughes, Petey, Miller, Besser, all of the stars. And I think it's nice to see Besser included in that star conversation because for the last couple of years, Brock Besser wasn't so much of a star as he was another guy in the lineup. Uh, but so far, he's got six goals, seven points in five games. By the way, Austin Matthews has six goals. And six points in five games. Just thought I'd throw that out there. So you know, Besser over Matthews. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. Hopefully you guys realize that. But who knows? I, no, West Coast bias. Besser's better than Matthews. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I I've said this before. I kind of crapped all over that Miller Besser pairing in the off season, and they've proved me wrong so far. Which is what I like to see. Okay, because when I'm talking smack with the Canucks, when I'm talking about things I don't like, what I want to be, what, what I want to happen is I want to be proven wrong. So Miller and Besser, don't even, don't be complacent. Continue to prove Begsy wrong. Yeah, man, can just prove us wrong. You know, we were we were both, like, optimistic about PDG, but we were also skeptic as well because we're like, are we supposed to make the playoffs this year? What's going on? You know what I'm saying? And they he's proven us wrong, and that duo of Miller and Besser have proven us wrong too. And I don't even think, again, like, I think their effort level and their positioning has been, again, the best out of any team five-on-five. Five. And they're really that – going on the four-check, retrieve pucks, put a puck in the slot top of line. I don't think we're seeing a ton of offensive chemistry with them, but they're kind of good at just doing that. And with that being said, Besser, we talk about his level of effort. I feel as if it's gone up as well. Like, he's gotten better yeah. defensively. Not perfect, not perfect, yeah. but the effort, like, it's – I'm just seeing it. I'm just seeing it. I, I don't know if you are too. And I think Talk is seeing it too because I feel as if he played at the end of the game in Florida. Like, he was on the ice. He was one of the guys on the ice. Yeah, he scored. Well, he scored the empty. There you go. Goal, yeah, right? what am I? What am I um, talking about? Yeah. 
Yeah. And again, that, that duo Miller and Bester and PDG as well. I know that line in terms of their metrics weren't great defensively last season. And I don't want to say they were porous, but they were not outscoring their problems. And that was an issue for the Canucks, even though they were winning games, that line was not really doing their thing, but they've been doing it so far. You know who else has been doing it, Kyle? The Abbotsford Canucks. Oh, oh, to an extent, okay? To an now, extent. I want to ask you one more question. I want to ask you one more question okay, before we move right. to Abby. Sorry to cut right. you off. Like, just to, just more about JT, okay? You're the, you're the nerd here. Like, are you surprised? Are you surprised at how he's taken what he's done at the end of the season with Hockett last year? And, you know, metrically speaking, all, all the fancy stats were like, yo, this guy's actually playing good at both ends of the rink, blah, blah, blah. Are you surprised that, like, we're still seeing that guy early on, if not a leveled-up version of that guy? Because it wasn't that long ago where defense and JT Miller, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a sexy matchup. It wasn't a sexy collaboration. Yeah, I'll say I'm slightly surprised. I think when I looked at this Canucks, their center depth on paper, I personally might have had Miller as the line to take on the least amount of defensive matchups. Like, give Pedersen that role you know, give Suter and Bluger or Lafferty like those excess minutes and have Miller's line be the one to be unleashed offensively. And that's for the opposite of what the Canucks have done. It's worked so far. I'm not surprised in the sense that, you know, this season matters so much. The start matters so much for the Canucks. And, you know, JT Miller being a pretty intense guy, I think probably took that to heart a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. It is five games in. I hope the Canucks and JT Miller keep it up. Uh, slightly surprised so far, but uh, hey, let's keep the keep that gravy train rolling, hey. baby. Um and with those Abbotsford Canucks, so they've been doing some good things so far. They did lose the last couple of games, but we're going to touch on more about those Abbotsford, Abbotsford Canucks and some of the stand-up performances on the other side. Before I do that, i got to let you know, you got to snap into NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet, baby. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Now, this is usually where I'd ask Kyle about uh, his Green Bay Packers, you know, what bets he likes for the week, but I think he's uh, fading uh, Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Is that right, Kyle? No, I'm, I got nothing but love for the Green Bay Packers, I believe, more than anyone. But uh, <laughs> I lost to the Broncos, man, and the Raiders in a span of three weeks. Yo, thank the universe. Thank the Lord. Thank Krishna. Thank Shiva. Not to get spiritual here, but thank the Lord that the Vancouver Canucks are three on two. Anyways, continue. Yeah, and now the Green Bay Packers, I believe they face, though, the Minnesota Vikings, who just be the San Francisco 49ers, man. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, it's rough sled for the Green Bay Packers. So if you want to, you know, uh, keep poo-pooing on Kyle and bet against the, the Green Bay Packers, you can do so on FanDuel. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs, unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. People, people, before we get back to the show, baby, I got to tell you that new episodes of Locked On Canucks will be available wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all, okay? New episodes every day at 4.20 p.m. Again, wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube, Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay. You are back on another episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That's Trevor Beggs. More importantly, this is the show where we give you your Canucks, not your team, your Canucks, every day. 
man oh man a lot of things to do at the end of this show but we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up in five minutes i like it quick baby but first before we get into the meat and the, <clears throat> meat and the potatoes right the meat and the potatoes or the tomatoes and the potatoes as uh, trevor Beggs would love it i gotta ask trevor Beggs a question okay an important one and i hope you ask somebody this question too how you doing I'm doing a good. I'm doing good because I did not get a burger with extra tomatoes yesterday. Thank you very much. Damn, you're sensitive to that, man. Relax, man. It's a joke. It's a joke, dude. It's a joke, bro. I I don't joke about burger toppings, okay? Come on, man. Anyways, let's get to Comic Corner, our favorite part of the show, over here on Locked On Canucks. Welcome to Comic Corner, powered by paraphrasing. This comment comes from Ricky. On and off the ice. Quinn Hughes is the leader the team needs. In fact, I'd rather have him lead my children rather than me, myself, and I. Okay, Quinn Hughes. On and off the ice. Apparently, allegedly, this is just a commentary, but saying he's doing his thing. He's raising that standard. Being that guy. Uh, we talked about Philadelphia, right? Well, we questioned, uh, uh, what happened in Philadelphia? Did these guys go to a baseball game and just get, get tossed? You know, get messed up? Uh, do you think Quinn Hughes parties? Not that it's important. I just want to know. Like, I feel like he has that. He has that in him. I think he's a DJ. I think he's a DJ on wow. the low. I think he's the guy who plays the music in the room. You yeah. just don't know. I uh, I don't think so. You know Kawhi I, Leonard. I you know Kawhi I'm... Leonard. Quinn yeah. Hughes, Kawhi Leonard. Hmm. That's an interesting comparison, man. Um, I just from watching his stuff in terms of like you know being at his house in Michigan, he just seems like a laid back guy. Likes to play some pool. You know, just like spend some time on the lake. Like, honestly, seems like, you know, pretty laid back guy away from the rink, which kind of suits his ice in his veins personality. Don't seem as the most intense guy in the world, uh, even though he's obviously got that fire burning inside him to be as good as he is. I do wonder if uh, Quinn Hughes maybe rubbed off on Vasily Pod Colson mm. uh, because Pod Colson so far, you know, despite having a pretty horrid training camp, uh, you know, he had a, a chance in the top six at the beginning of training camp. Now he's in the AHL. He's had a pretty good start uh, to the AHL season. He's got four goals and five points in four games, including two howitzers, two one-timer goals uh, that he scored uh, in the weekend series against the Calgary Wranglers. By the way, that's some crazy stuff in Abbotsford on Saturday night specifically. They lost 3-2 to the Calgary Wranglers on Friday, who uh, that was their uh, nemesis from the playoffs last year. And then they lost 7-6 in overtime to the Wranglers on Saturday. But the Abbey Canucks were down 6-3 to with less than five minutes to go and ended up tying that game. Uh, pretty unreal stuff. And I got to shout another guy. Nils Amon has the same stat line as Vasily Pod Coles, and he has four goals and five points in four games, including a hat trick uh, on Saturday night against the Calgary Wranglers. Uh, last but not least, in terms of the farm report, got to shout out Arsty Baines, okay? He mm-hmm. leads the Canucks, the baby Canucks in point. Also leads them in penalty minutes with 12. Uh, guys getting involved, hey, but uh, Arsty Baines had four. From Surrey. Surrey right there. Yo, we get down in Surrey, okay? We get down and up. We get down and up. <laughs> yeah, do the bend and snap. Um, what? RC, <laughs> you never, never heard of the bend and snap? Well, anyways, I'm not going to demonstrate. Yeah. Uh, RC Baines, he started with four points in, on opening night and has added three over the last three games. Um, just, what, just what you want to see. Like, you mm-hmm. know, RC Baines was kind of a middle of the lineup player last season and worked his way up into a penalty-killing role, into a power play role. Now R.C. Baines is one of the guys on the ice at 6-on-5 for the Abbotsford Canucks. I mean, um, he's right up there with Amon and Pod Colson, guys who spent a significant amount of time in the NHL last season uh, in terms of guys in Abbotsford who are leading the charge. I mean, actually, if you look at the four forwards who are on the ice for 6-on-5 for Abbotsford when I was checking it out, 
it was Baines, Dries, Amon, and Pod Colson. You know, three of those four guys spent, again, a significant a significant amount of time in the NHL last year. R.C. Baines was not one of those guys. Um, so to see him being counted on an amateur in that role, it's impressive stuff. And this guy, I'm telling you, Kyle, you said it was going to happen last season. You were wrong. It's going to happen this season. R.C. Baines is going to play some NHL games. Dude, for real, man. And it's going to be jam-packed at Scott Road Station and then maybe on Scott Road in general after the game. If you get down in Surrey, man, nobody... Nobody in the lower mainland is as loyal as the people, not just to the Canucks. I'm talking about in general, the people, like the people in Surrey, for real. It's just the truth, man. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, we're here every day no matter what. This guy's had kids. This guy's had lunches. You know, this guy's had meetings he skipped. Same with me, you know, but we're here every day. Why? Because we're from Surrey. And R.C. Baines, man, another, uh, another indication that he's from Surrey is the size of this guy's brain. I feel as if when he adapts and understands things, he can then – be precise and be a little cerebral with the way he plays hockey. I mean, look at what he did as an overager in the dub. Uh, led the league in points. And now he's a year and change deep into his AHL career. And maybe he just feels like, yeah, I got a lot to learn, but I have a grip of things. And I think for me to take it to the next level, I got to be more fluid. I got to tap into my intuition. I got to have fun. Playing offense is all of that. So I'm not that surprised. Uh, this being said, I am surprised in the Vasily Podkolzin thing, not just because, like, not. I think he's a good player. But, man, oh, man, if anyone was, and this is why we're just talkers, you know? If anyone were to have, like, a, a narrative being built that would lead them to be somewhat of a quote-unquote emotional wreck and kind of have that slow them down this season, it'd be Podkolzin because we're talking about year five, blah, blah, blah didn't make the team, didn't look good, and now he's looking good in the AHL. So kudos to him. And uh, Begsy said it earlier. Yo, anyone here on the West Coast, the best coast of Canada, if you're doing it for the city and we're doubting you, please prove us wrong. Prove us wrong and then prove us wrong again and then stick it up our rear end. Wow. Damn, that would hurt. Wow, lots lots of uh, hard, soft, and the rear end talk on this episode. Dude, of that, I don't even know. I've heard that quote. I've never used that. I've heard that. I've heard that on so many episodes of so many shows. I'll stick it up your rear end. It's like, whoa, chill out. Why don't you just like, <laughs> dude, just punch me in the face. Why do you got to stick it up in my rear end? Anyways, Locked on Canucks, your team every day. I mean, you're Canucks every day. Begsy Bowen, shout out to Surrey. The future lives there. Shout out to you for listening to this. Uh, we're sending you a lot of peace. And remember, man, don't lie to yourself, okay? Never lie to yourself. If you did enjoy today's episode, hit the like button, subscribe. If you didn't, don't do that. And also, ask your friends how you doing. Trevor Beggs, sign us out. All right. Shout out to the Abbey Canucks, especially our deep arch deep Baines. Shout out to the Canucks uh, on our top five for the first edition of the weekly power rankings. But mostly shout out to you for tuning into this episode of Lock Dog Canucks. Coming up later this week, we're going to recap the Canucks Predators game and look back at the road trip. Uh, look back at it fondly, we hope, uh, depending on what happens against the Predators tonight. We're, turning, we're, we're going 4-2, and two, the, baby. Yeah. We're going 4-2. and two. Let, let the people know we're going 4-2. Go. and two. Let them the, the, the do go. the outro again, okay? We're going 4-2. and two. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll be touching base with you after the Canucks go four and two. Going to preview the homestand coming up. I'm actually going to be in the booth for my first game against the Blues. Let's go! Oh, relax, man. You, gotta brag. You, the, you don't got to brag, bro. Come on, man. Yeah, fun be humble, uh, man. I'm, God, no, you know what? It's uh, <laughs> you can shove it, you can shove it up your rear end too, bro. But we got to get out of here, okay? I'm Trevor Banks. That guy's Kyle Bowen, and you've been listening to Locked On Canucks. <laughs>